When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way. We are back again with our daily show, The Arsenal Agenda, 9.30 every Monday to Friday. And today we have a new guest. Guy, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Guy Clark. I'm the uh, multimedia editor across uh, the Arsenal Way. So I'm usually in the background, just making sure things run smoothly. But uh, yeah, I've been hauled in front of the camera this morning. (laughs) And we have a new regular guest with us. Umar, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good, Bailey. Happy to be on the show again. And uh, obviously another Arsenal win, comfortable win and another clean sheet. So looking forward to discussing all things Arsenal this morning. Yeah, of course. It was a great result for us last night. I know a lot of us couldn't watch it due to the streaming problems, but we do have to speak about some of the performances. And one in particular was Eddie Nketiah. Now, after the game, Arteta said that Nketiah is the hardest working player at the club and he's crucial to the team. Now, he has one year left on his contract, Umar. What do you think about that? It's a difficult one, to be honest. Um, obviously, he started yesterday and he, he scored and he had, a, he had a good, decent performance. However, obviously, pre-game, when I saw that he was in the lineup, I was a bit, I was, I was, I was not upset, but I was a bit curious why. Because obviously, he's coming up at the end of his contract this summer. He's been linked to moves in Germany and we've got a striker in Balogun who's signed the contract. He wants to be here and he's on the bench. And obviously Arteta came back um, post-match and said um, Enketia is a highly respected member of the team. He works hard, which I agree. I think he's well-liked. He's well-admired from all, all players across the team. But I think the situation is if, if you've got a player who doesn't want to be at the club, who's not going to sign a contract and you've got a player who's got great potential to progress and he's, he's, he's going to be a player for the future. I'd rather see Balogun starting um, rather than Nketiah. And obviously I've seen, I've seen some reports from people obviously on Twitter saying they would give Nketiah a new contract possibly obviously because we have Lacazette um, who's up for renewal at the end of the summer Aubameyang question marks over his future so it's a difficult one but I think personally I would have rather seen Balogun start yesterday even though I do like Nketiah he's a good striker he's reliable he's a good poacher but for me um, if you've got a player who's signed the contract other than a player who's basically one foot on the way out I'd rather see Balogun start always yeah of course I agree with you there so Guy imagine uh, Nketiah does sign a new contract let's say would you rather him or Balogun in the squad who would you prefer Personally, I'd rather Nketiah. Kind of what Umar says there, I kind of understand it, and I know there's a lot of hype around Balogun, and he scored an awful lot of goals in the under 23s. But look at the strikers we've had come through the ranks over kind of the last decade or so. The likes of Chubarak, Pom, Benikafobi, even Eddie Nketiah himself. These have all been hyped so much for scoring so many goals at youth level, and then actually, sort of the step up is 
quite drastic, certainly to Premier League level and certainly to the level Arsenal aspire to be at of, of getting European qualification and, and being kind of at the top end of the league, albeit we are very far away from that. So I think for someone like Balogun to, to not just come into the pressure cooker environment of having to play first team football, but having to carry that load and score the goals, I think is probably, it could burden him personally. For me, I think Nketiah is a great option. I think if you look at our, our strikers at the moment, Abamyang's not getting any uh, younger and his form seems to go through huge dips. He's, he's red hot one minute, ice cold the next. And Lacazette also has never really been a consistent goal scorer for us. And personally, I think Nketiah, he, he fills a homegrown quota. He's come through the system. He seems to really enjoy and thrive when he does get given opportunities. I mean, before the pandemic, it seemed as though Arteta had kind of settled on him and he was getting a lot of game time. He got that red card against Leeds. And ever since that moment, it's kind of gone downhill for him. But I, for one, with, with our striker situation, the fact that it looks like Lacazette's moving on and, as I say, Aubameyang not getting any younger, I actually think it's quite quite a key thing for the club to try and tie down a deal for him. He might never, ever be out-and-out out number nine and first-choice striker, but he definitely has qualities that certainly uh, certainly we could we could do with having around. Yeah, that's interesting you mentioned that, that Nketiah could definitely be a future number, number nine for Arsenal. Maybe not the starter for Arsenal. But Umar, what do you think Nketiah's ceiling is? What can he achieve in Arsenal, sir, do you think? I, I do agree with what Guy is saying. Um, obviously, and, and with Nketiah, he he did have a pre good preseason. to be honest, before he got the injury. And I thought um, he was one of our better players during preseason. However, with Nketiah... I saw him at Leeds and he was a good player, um, but Biesla didn't really pick him week in, week out. Obviously, he came back to Arsenal and he was he was he he played a great game against Everton. He scored against Everton and I thought, hey, we may have a good strike on our hands. But with Nketia, he knows where the goal is. He's a great poacher. Um, he's, he's, he's got a knack of scoring goals and he's got a knack of being in the right position at the right time. But I think in terms of the other areas of his um, ability-wise, I don't think he's the best at holding the ball up. Um, sometimes he lacks a bit of um, knack in terms of playing in and around the box. And in terms of... he. With Nketiah, if he wanted to stay and sign a new contract and just be basically um backup option here and there, basically play cup games if you get an injury, um, if we needed our first team striker to get a rest, 100% I'd keep him in the round. But personally, I don't think he, he wants that. I think Nketiah is at that age where he wants to go out, he wants to play first team uh, minutes, week in, week out. And personally, I don't think I don't see him doing that at Arsenal because I think we should be targeting better if we do want to get back into the Champions League. Yeah, yeah I just sorry, I'll just jump in there, Bailey, just just before we move on from Nketiah. And, and kind of for me, I agree with everything Umar says there as well. It, it's one of them, I think, from from the club's point of view and being selfish like that, I think you, you try and get him timed down because it is a squad game. And I mean, we sort of saw yesterday with the, the dates for the World Cup in Qatar being announced, how it's going to kind of end and restart. Them. It's going to be an absolutely crazy season. I think the more options you can have, the better. But I agree, he's 22 now. He'll be 23 sort of by the end of May. He's at that age where he is going to want to sort of go on and, and have a career of his own. But as I say, for selfish reasons, I think he'd be worth keeping around. Otherwise, we're probably looking at a situation where whether it be next next summer or over the next two summers, Arsenal are going to need to buy three or four strikers. And the most expensive area on the pitch is to buy strikers. We spent over 150 million this summer and we, we didn't get an upgrade in, in the forward area. So I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe we're just playing him to keep his value so we can sell him in January, possibly. I don't know. I think that's the only explanation because Balogun needs to play. We've put faith on him, faith in him, so he definitely does deserve his chance. I know he got to play against Brentford, but of course, it was a hard game and people have judged him off that. But hopefully, going forward, Balogun will get more of a chance than Enketia. Enketia does not sign that new contract, but we shall see. But moving on from Enketia, I think yesterday in the lead-up to the game, every fan was excited to see if Charlie Patino would be in the squad starting. But it turned out he was not even in the squad at all. He didn't even make the bench. Now, this disappointed a lot of fans. But Umar, how much disappointed you? Was Arteta right not to put him in the squad? I was the most disappointed person probably of all the Arsenal fan base, to be honest. I was I was in last morning, yesterday's stream. I was saying, yeah, Arteta needs to play Patino. He has to play. It's the perfect opportunity. Wimbledon. And then when you look at the team, he's not even in the squad. But to be honest, while I have that um, thoughts that maybe he should have played and it was the perfect opportunity to chuck him in, I do agree with Arteta. Arteta probably knows best. He probably sees him week in, week out. And in terms of he maybe knows that obviously party played and obviously he may may realize that party needs minutes rather than patino playing and maybe he sees that there'll be there'll be another opportunity in the coming weeks or in the coming months for patino to get an opportunity however on a personal basis i say yeah maybe he should have been in the squad and maybe at the end maybe he could have got 15 minutes because we were comfortable we were three nil up and it would have been nice for Patino to come on in front of a 50k capacity crowd at home and make his debut. It would have been nice for his family, it would be nice for himself. But obviously, at the end of the day, um, I'm not the manager, Arteta's the manager, and he has these big decisions to make. And if he thinks that yesterday wasn't the right time, the right opportunity for Patino to start, then who am I to um, argue against the boss? Yeah, of course. And uh, Guy, now. Patino missed the game against Wimbledon. Will he get another chance? In this? I think that was the best opportunity to get a game this season. How is he going to get another chance in the team? FA Cup third round draw, I suppose. We'll have to wait and see what that throws up. If that gives us maybe a League One side or, or a lower end championship team, maybe we'll see him on the bench. I, I personally kind of, I can see where Arteta's coming from with this. And I think he referenced it post-match, the fact that he did play at the weekend. We kind of forget and we, we get quite carried away quickly, don't we, that this is a 17-year-old lad. Yes, he's he's playing really, really well. But even if he's playing under 23 football, he's playing five years above his age group or potentially up to five years above his age group anyway. So I think it, it's one of those where we just have to be patient and wait for him. I mean, it's only going to enhance and, and whet the appetite more and more as we go on. The fact that, he, he isn't playing and stuff. But as soon as he does, we are all immediately going to jump on how well he plays or, or if he doesn't, like you mentioned before about Balogun against Brentford. So I think it's right to just keep him in the shadows, keep him ticking over. And I don't know if he was involved with the squad at all yesterday, if he was maybe like the, the, the 19th man or whatever it was and just going to a few. I think that would be better for him now for the rest of the season is if he gets to go to a few away games, just sample the atmosphere, be there taking it all in albeit not being part of the official match day squad. And we'll, we'll see where he goes because, as we've got the comment on screen there, the Wilshire comparisons are going to be inevitable and we don't want to see what happened to Jack, happened to, to Charlie Patino because he, he, his star shone really bright to begin with, but it faded out before we all really, uh, we all really would have wished it to. Just to mention that Thomas Partey and Mohamed Elneny will be going to the African Cup of Nations in January. So the FA and there will be two FA Cup games during that time. So that could really be the time for Charlie Patino to step forward. He'll have six months under his belt in the under-23s and he might be ready to make that jump. But we shall see if Arteta's ready to use him, if he wants to use him. 
But now, speaking of another player, a more experienced player, Alexandre Lacazette. Now, he has 12 months left on his contract. He runs out in the summer. There's been talks that Chris, our very own Chris Wheatley said he will not be signing and he will be leaving on a free. And his performance yesterday against Wimbledon, despite the goal, wasn't the greatest, was it, Umar? The thing with Lacazette, um, I think we made a big mistake. Obviously, when Roma came in for him um, a couple of windows ago, I think that's when we should have pulled the trigger and sold him. It was reported that they made a good offer for him. And at that time, obviously, his performance was were a bit underwhelming. He was going a bit downhill. And with a person like Lacazette, his age and his ability-wise, it is going to be downhill um, because obviously everyone knows his limit. He is a good striker. He is a reliable striker. He can get goals, but he's a striker that will get you in and around 10 to 15 goals. He will not get you above 20 league goals, which has been proven since he's been here. And we bought him for 50 million pounds from Lyon. And it's been, it, it, he's, he's, he's had a good career at Arsenal. But I wouldn't say he has been the best. And yesterday, again, um, the performance the performance wasn't the best. Obviously, he scored the penalty. Um, he's a great penalty taker, by the way. And I don't think I've ever seen him miss a penalty for Arsenal. And um, However, on the first half, we, we didn't really attack that well. Um, we didn't really have that many shots on target. We had one shot on target, and that was the penalty. So, obviously, from a striker's point of view, uh, I want to see more, especially when you have an opportunity and you're playing against a team like Wimbledon. I want to see Lacazette uh, providing more um, hold-up play, assists, um, more, more, more goals, to be honest. And again, yesterday, it was lackluster. So, obviously, his, his contract's coming up for re- renewal. He's, he's going to be out of contract in the summer. And I think it was the perfect opportunity to have sold him. So, I think he's just buying his time now, to be honest. He knows he's on the way out. And he, he, he's, just, he's, 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 just, he's, just, he's just here for the pay bracket, I'll probably say. <laughs> yes, I think since Aubameyang's come in, Lacazette has always been viewed as a backup striker. But as you mentioned, Umar... Lacazette guarantees you 10-15 goals. Now, is that not good enough for a backup striker guy? Can we get a better backup striker than Lacazette? I think the fact that he came in for club record money and he, and probably the money he's on himself, I would suggest... And, and it, I mean, I, I don't want to make this the Eddie Nketiah show, but that's where it would come back to him for me. I would say we go out, we have a we have a Bamiang, we have him for the remainder of his contract. We maybe go and sign another striker and we have Nketiah in the mix. And we say to Nketiah, look, there is a clear plan here that when Bamiang moves on, he, he's beginning to play on the left for us now as well. So he is beginning to get that versatility and on the point of him, him maybe not being the best in terms of build-up play and stuff, which you completely agree on. He's only going to get better at that in playing. So maybe playing out on the left for him, we can kind of mould him into sort of the, the successor for that Lacazette role of being able to come in, play a role and, and get goals. But for me on, on Lacazette, it's, it's just really disappointing. I mean, his whole Arsenal career for me has kind of been a similar story in the fact that, as I say, he came in for club record money. We've been kind of looking for a striker for the best part of four years. And he was the one we landed on, albeit for a couple of a couple of summers before we kind of discarded him as an option. We went for him, didn't quite work. We then brought in Aubameyang and ever since he's kind of been in his shadow. So we'll have to wait and see how he goes. But I just want to mention that, that comment there from Alex that's on screen. And I think it is one of the things about Lacazette is the way in which he brings the others. He sets that platform at the top end of the attack. Yes, he doesn't always look the most clinical in open play, but he really does do a good job for helping the likes of Saka and Smith-Rowe come into the game. But I do agree, come the summer, if he's not going to sign a contract anyway, but even if he wasn't, I think it's time to kind of cut our losses and and look to really bring in a proven player. And if we could bring in Lazaro 
uh, yeah, that would be uh, that would be some signing. But I'm not sure we're, we're quite in that ballpark at the moment. But fingers crossed, we can uh, wait and see what happens. Yeah, that would be amazing. Of course, he just signed a new contract into Milan, so God knows what his price would be. That would be scary to see. But I'm um, just reading some of your guys' comments now. Um, Daniel Downey says, Umar, Balogun needs a loan in January. So let's say we put him on a loan list. Where would he go out on loan? Where would be the best place for him? To be honest, I thought um, when he signed a new contract in the summer, I wanted him to go on loan, um, whether it was at the bottom half of a Premier League club or even a championship. We saw Smith Rowe, he went to Huddersfield and he performed brilliantly. And I think a loan spell um, maybe at the top end of the table at the championship would be good for Balogun. You play uh, a lot of games. Most of the time it's weekly games you play. Then you play in the weekend, so he'll get enough opportunities to show his worth. But obviously, we need to be careful because if he, if we do want him to go on loan, we need to find the right club. We saw previously when we had Nabri, we gave him to Tony Pulis, and that didn't work out. So we need to be we need to be a bit more understanding, be a bit more careful, and ponder the decision where Balogun needs to go because I do think he needs a loan. There's no point playing him in the academy and him him because we know what he's capable of. He's always going to sc- score goals like he did against Chelsea the other week. He played brilliantly, but we need we need him to show his worth whether it's in the bottom half of the Premier League table or in the championship. And I think a loan a loan is vital for his development. Because I think there is a striker there, his frame, his mould, his ability, his technical ability. And he just needs a bit of um, blossoming in terms of his ability and his development. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go for a loan. Yeah, definitely. And, um, Guy, Martelli has almost been a forgotten man at Arsenal. Let's say Enketia and, like I said, worst comes to worst, are to leave on a free. Could Martelli fill that void? Could he be used as a striking option? Well, we've we've got for me. We've got to put faith in him at some time. Now, if he's the the thing I find with Martinelli and like when he came on the scene was that I didn't know quite what he was, but he scored goals and he excited me. And now I think post injury we've kind of hit this kind of plateau with him, which I think all players go through. By the way, when they break in, a lot of them are really hot to begin with, and then they plateau a bit, and then they might kick on. And I think with Saka, actually, we've been speaking about him a bit like that recently. That his form's not been great, but pretty sure he got the assist for the. Uh, the Inketia goal last night and some good build-up play in that goal as well. But on Martinelli, I don't know what it is. There must be something we don't see Monday to Friday on the training ground that Mikel Arteta isn't quite a fan of because it looks to me when he plays that he harries, he presses the ball down. Now, maybe whether he's too tenacious and steps out of his positioning too much and opens us up at times to be sort of played around in the press, I don't know. But as I say, he does excite me and I just wanted to see. I just want to see him find sort of a, a place. Whether I'm not sure he's going to be an out and out number nine. I think he'll, he'll he'll end up sort of being either a left winger or even a number ten who can kind of be a bit of a running ten. He's not going to be a creative and sparky player like a, a Meza Özil or even a Odegaard or or Smith Rowe. And if Arteta wants to play with these two eights in the four three three, then I don't know. Are we already beginning to to come to a situation with Martinelli where we're going? Where does he fit? But I hope not because you should be able to get stuff out of good players and he certainly fits that mould. Yeah, I agree. Ronaldinho and Jurgen Klopp has sung the praises of the youngster, so hopefully we can trust their judgment. And we'll just finish off with this question by H.A. Umar. He says, do you see a possibility of Enketia signing an extension and replacing Lacazette long-term or do you think we'll bring in a fresh new phase? That's obviously, we go back to the discussion that um, Guy uh, was saying earlier. So I don't think Enketia is going to sign a new contract because I I think he's going to go on the free. I think he's going to go to Germany or maybe even an English club. However, if 
going going back to what Guy said, if he wanted to stay and be a backup option and he knew what his position was in this squad, then yeah, I'd, I'd keep him because he's reliable and he is a good backup option. He's academy, he's not going to be on uh, big wages and he knows what it means to play for Arsenal. Uh, however, I don't think that's going to be the situation because, like I said, he's coming to a, at the stage of his career where he wants to play week in, week out. So um, he's not going to stand for being second best and just playing here and there. So I think I think the situation is I would like I would like it to happen if Lacazette goes and he replaces him in the squad, but I don't see it happening because I think now the time is for Nketiah to go on and uh, make a career for himself. To be honest. Yes, certainly. Certainly so. And just to finish off here, with the striker situation by Daniel Downey says, would Isaac, would Alexander Isaac or, or Dominic Calvert-Lewin be the right strikers to bring in for Arsenal? Do you think so, Colette? Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think with, with our situation, kind of with the, the strikers, I think we need to be in a market to pick up the next one. I think we might have missed the boat on the like to Calvert Lewin. We're not going to get the price; would be way too high. Isak, I think, looks brilliant and exactly what we we would need. I'd be so excited if we signed him. But again, I think maybe the the boat's gone on him. We need to be the, the scouting department and Edu and everyone need to be looking out for that next one because to play up front for Arsenal isn't just a case of you need to be someone who's going to score goals. That was the kind of record Lacazette came in from from France with. It needs to be an all round kind of package and. Again, as I say, we're looking we're looking down the barrel at the moment of needing two or three strikers, not just one. I mean, if we needed one real quality option, I'd be quite confident. But the moment you start looking for multiple strikers, again, as I say, said it earlier, it's the most difficult part of the pitch, isn't it, to put the ball in the back of the net? So we're going to have to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, of course. And just to finish with this comment here, Savion Wasiski says we should look for a better finisher. We'll hope we'll hope for that <laughs> in the summer. But we have Aubameyang for now. He's in back. He'll hopefully be banging in goals for the rest of the season. But we shall see. Thank you, guys. That's the end of the Arsenal Way and the Arsenal Agenda Show. We'll be back tomorrow at 9.30 sharpest. Make sure you're there. Also, make sure you leave a like, you comment, and you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We have a lot of content coming your way. Thank you, Guy and Umar, for joining me today. And this has been the Arsenal Way. Keep following us down the Arsenal Way as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah.